Chronicles of the Awakened is an ongoing story-based podcast and is a work of fiction created and narrated by J.A. LaRock. You can find our podcast on Himalaya, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And now, Chapter 21, The Nexus. Why did you really do all of this, Emmanuel? Why the games, the torment? If you're just a man who is trying to save his species and reunite with his family, why cause so much pain to so many? Emmanuel had changed. He was in the body of a man that I wanted to kill. The man who had tormented me from the very beginning. I questioned, why would anyone do all of this? Why would they do this to me? I already told you. You did this to you. Before the last word left his lips, he was upon me. With one blow, he knocked me back into the air. It was only then I realized everything around me had changed. I was no longer in the black void, but back in Maiden City, back in front of the Union Building, where it all started. I'm not telling you that you aren't special, David. That would be a lie on my part. You are the most powerful being I have found within the live stream. But you are not the most powerful being outside of it. Emmanuel had control over my body, over my mind. I had no idea if he was able to control my body on the outside as well. He could have forced me to kill Sarah and Flag, and I wouldn't have known. I didn't understand why. Why was he able to control me so easily in my own body? Emmanuel had said, he had been planning for centuries. I did not know if he meant that is how long he has been dead, or just how long he's been trying to escape from the life stream. It was possible that he had been manipulating me longer than I remembered. There were so many memories within me, it was possible I had forgotten some, or that they were erased. I remembered feeling hesitation when Clara wanted to enter my mind. At the time, I felt horrible. This was the woman that I loved, but I felt doubt, mistrust. Of course you did, David. You are beginning to get it now. This dance of ours isn't new. We have been doing it for a very long time. I didn't want to believe it. Emmanuel spoke based on what I was thinking. I knew that we were merged and he could alter my perception, but I did not want to believe he could read my thoughts. Believe it! I have been able to read your thoughts for over a hundred years. You have been searching for peace since you first arrived in the live stream, and I have been trying to give it to you. Eventually I realized that the only way to do so was to erase your consciousness. You will be at peace, and I will have the vessel I need to continue. I remember the shock I felt when I realized that even though I believed I had spent over a decade with Sarah, that for Clara, 
that I had only been gone three days. Emmanuel had said to himself that time works differently between dimensions. Emmanuel could have been manipulating me for centuries, and from my perspective, it would have only been hours. I told you, I was not manipulating you. In a flash of light, Emmanuel appeared before me. He slowly raised his hand, and I stood up from the ground on my own. He not only had control over what I could see, but what I could do inside my own body. I did not bring you to the live stream. I did not make you relive countless memories from your alternate selves. You did that, David. I found you that way, far worse than you remembered. I told you that unstable life energy was dangerous, that you could alter your perceptions of reality. I meant that. Your fears and doubts were amplified by all the alternate versions of yourself that you absorbed, and you were unable to cope with it. You were a danger to yourself and to everyone within the life stream. Do you know what would have happened if your life energy fully destabilized? You would have become a living bomb, and the resultant explosion would have torn a rift within the life stream, possibly destroying it. Perhaps that event would have resulted in someone or something coming to save you. But at that time, I was not prepared to risk that. It was possible he was lying to me, but the fact that I wished that so told me that he was most likely not lying. Emmanuel knew me more than I knew myself. From the beginning, he could have destroyed me, but he wanted me to accept my reality. He wanted to stabilize me. You expect me to thank you, Emmanuel? I yelled. Even if you're telling me the truth, you had no right to try and control me. None of this that you have done was to my benefit or anyone else except yourself. You made the deal with Extinction. You were going to release him into the live stream on a hope that someone or something would come to stop him. You were willing to kill Sarah and Flag, and even your own brother without a thought. I will never feel gratitude, Emmanuel. All I feel for you is hatred. The rush of energy returned. I felt it build up inside of me. Control over my body returned. I punched Emmanuel knocking him backwards. I wanted to hurt him as badly as possible. That is when I felt it. I was holding a baton in my hand. It was a brief thought in my mind. I remembered during training how much it hurt being hit with them even wearing full pads. I wanted Emmanuel to feel that pain and instantly I had the instrument in my hand. I began swinging wildly. My rain of blows upon him was having an impact. I could feel his body was changing. I had seen that change before. Small cracks were appearing across his body. It was then I remembered what he had said, that if I destroyed him, my body would detonate and it could destroy the space station. In that brief moment, Emmanuel regained control over my body. I froze in place unable to make even the slightest move. This is the last time your instability will be a problem, David. 
Emmanuel rose from the ground and began drawing energy towards the palm of his hand. Once again he had created a sword, the same way I had created the baton. With a single thrust, he ran the sword through my chest. I wanted to scream out in pain, but I could not. Emmanuel lifted his hand in the air, and my body slowly rose. I tried to heal you. I even tried to create a memory for you where you had everything you wanted. Loving parents, your world at peace, and the love of your life. You wouldn't accept it, David. There was always doubt, always fear, always anger that led to rage. I gave you this chance to be the hero I needed, and you failed. And this is the result. You, your actions, have led us to this. Bullshit! I yelled. I may be unstable, but I was able to sense your feelings when you talked about your wife and your daughter. When you talked about releasing extinction, it scared you. You've won, Emmanuel. Just tell me the truth. What are you going to do with my body, in my name? Emmanuel slowly pulled the sword from my chest and shattered it. I watched as tiny points of light slowly floated down to the ground and disappeared like snowflakes. Emmanuel turned his back to me, and he was silent for several moments. I have had centuries to probe the life stream with my mind. While it may seem infinite, it is not. The life stream is protected by a barrier that is a thousand times stronger than the one created by the space station. Beyond that barrier, the life stream is surrounded by the void, the same void I found when I unleashed extinction. I thought perhaps that dimension that I opened was his realm or a prison, but I came to realize it is what is left after he is done devouring all life. Wait, I questioned. Then that means... Yes, David. Extinction was always here. The extinction I freed was just a part of the whole. Extinction is living death and it has become sentient. Perhaps it was supposed to always exist just beyond what we know as the afterlife, perhaps to prevent us from leaving. But something has changed. Now extinction is seeking out life and devouring it, and I think the space station may be to blame. One thing none of us knew was who created the space station. And for what purpose? Flag believed it was used to study the life stream. Jacob believed there was a way to open gateways to other dimensions. But none of us had a true answer. What do you know? I asked Emmanuel. I know that there are three energy barriers within the life stream. The weakest is the one that separates the rift opened by the space station into the life stream. And the strongest is the one surrounding the life stream. But they all share the same energy signature. You said three. What's the second one? Emmanuel stared at me for what seemed like an eternity. 
As I stared into his eyes, I slowly began to feel his emotions. He was experiencing sadness and shame. As soon as I noticed it, it vanished. I could no longer feel or sense his emotions. It was as if he had been shielding them for me, and only for a moment were they down. You wanted to know why you? I will tell you. It takes a specific life energy signature as well as power level to open a hole in the barrier. As I said, you are not strong enough to penetrate the one surrounding the life stream, but you were more than powerful enough to bypass the one created by the space station. It was actually Clara that opened that barrier. Even as a 26, she was more than powerful enough to pass through. The space station can only access a few specific dimensions. It seems designed that way. The life energy being collected here isn't for study. It is collecting a specific type of life energy. Powerful energy that can eventually shatter a hole in the prime barrier. I'd assume that whoever created the space station was trying to help. Perhaps they were scientists or explorers and stumbled onto the life stream and wished to study it. But Emmanuel believed something different, that the creators had malicious intent. If the barrier protects the life stream and beyond is the void, then why would anyone want to destroy it? I asked Emmanuel. That is the question, and I do not know the answer. Based on my projections, the space station's containment unit is not powerful enough to destroy even a section of the barrier. Perhaps in time, it could gather enough specific life energy to temporarily open a hole in the barrier, but that would only result in a small loss of life energy, as the barrier would almost instantly repair itself. However, that was not my concern. I believe the sentient extinction is looking to merge with its other counterparts across the multiverse, just as you, Clara, and Flag merge with yours. Once it does, there will be nothing that can stop it. The only good news is that it could take centuries for that to happen. I felt it again. Emmanuel was experiencing fear and shame. I could feel his control over me weakening ever so slightly. My thoughts needed to be controlled. I began to wonder what Emmanuel's true mission was, why he needed me, and why his endgame brought him so much shame. Your power is incredible, David. I believe that you could not only free me, but stop or at least recapture extinction. Unfortunately, over time, I realized with your instability, you would not be able to defeat him. I searched for others, but there was nobody currently within the life stream as powerful as you. That was when I found him. The Richter that died with Clara in a dimension that was not yours. His powers dwarfed yours, but as I tried to reach out to it, it disappeared. For a moment, 
I was able to track where I had gone. In the center of the life stream is a nexus. It is surrounded by another barrier and it is a central point that connects all of the multiverse. Someone or something pulled that Richter's life energy into the nexus. When the barrier opened, I could feel the powerful beings outside the life stream, and for a brief moment, I could feel the life energy of my wife and my daughter. I understood why Emmanuel felt shame. He had said that I had failed to be the hero that he hoped I would be. I thought it was madness for a man of science to release living death on the hopes of finding a savior, but that was never his true intention. His goal was always me. He needed me, not to stop extinction, not to save his people, but to flee. You want to go there, to where your wife and daughter are. And then what, Emmanuel? Wait for death? Yes! Emmanuel's grip on my body released for a moment. I fell to my feet and my knees buckled. I had control again but was too weak to even stand, much less fight. I realized Emmanuel was right. Our powers relied on stability, and Emmanuel confessing his sins was destabilizing him. There are other dimensions out there, David. I thought there were two planes of existence, the world of the living and the afterlife. The fact that you were able to cross over proved that life energy could exist anywhere. This means somewhere there is a dimension with someone who can stop extinction. There has to be a dimension beyond the life stream that the dead can go. How else can you explain why my wife and my daughter are not in the life stream? You can't! Emmanuel was not aware of the existence of Anna, the woman who wanted me to sacrifice myself. His assumption had merit. Anna herself told me that they were not ready to confront extinction. That can only mean that there are people out there working to stop him, but they needed more time. I understand wanting to be with your family, Emmanuel. But if there are people trying to stop extinction, you and I can help them. I can join you. Together we can stop this. You said you could sense your family. Then that means that they're safe. You can still redeem yourself for your sins. Take me to this nexus. Together we will find the others fighting extinction and put an end to this nightmare. I could feel the rage building up inside of Emmanuel, but it was not rage alone. It was fear and doubt. It felt the same way I did. Emmanuel's eyes glowed crimson as he lifted me into the air by my neck. I could feel him accessing my mind directly. He was trying to destroy my consciousness. No. No. You have failed. I have failed. I tried for over 100 years to stabilize you, and I couldn't. You were on the brink of full destabilization, so I had no choice but to wipe your memories. I hoped doing so would stabilize you, 
that the fear, anger, and doubt from your lives would be forever erased. I needed you to believe you were dying for the very first time. So during one of your memories, I made some alterations. You were remembering one of your lives where you saved a little girl and was killed. You remember the green light, don't you, David? That was me. I tried to erase your memories, but I failed. Your bond with Clara was too strong. My attempts to fix you only damaged you further. But now, I can correct that mistake. I am not just erasing your memories, but your consciousness. And with me in complete control, I will break through the barrier. I will enter the Nexus, and I will be with my family again. After that, however long we have until extinction comes, we'll have to do. The moment that I believed defined me was part of Emmanuel's manipulation. He's been lying to me since the very beginning. He used me. He used Clara. He used Sarah. He used Flag. He used everyone, not to save people, but to run and hide until death came for him. It was against everything I stood for. The rage inside me was at a boiling point. The more my rage grew, the more I could feel myself pulling away from Emmanuel's grip, from his influence. My thoughts turned to causing him pain. I wanted to beat him into submission for everything he had done to me. You can't defeat me like that, David. Emmanuel said to me, and he was right. We had done this dance before. He knew my strengths, my weaknesses. Even if I freed myself from his grip, he would just regain control. Even if I destroyed him, it would only harm others. I refused to be like him. I had found a way to free Sarah without killing her, but I did not know if it was possible to do the same for Emmanuel. I raised my hands and placed them around Emmanuel's throat. I wanted to choke the life from him when I thought about what he had said, my instability. His demeanor, it switched from cold, emotionless scientist to enraged, angered father. When I became unstable, while the false Claire was connected to me, it also affected her. I realized that every time Emmanuel had interacted with my mind, it had affected him. I released my grip on Emmanuel's neck and placed my hands on each side of his head. I no longer wanted him to feel pain. I wanted him to understand the suffering that he had caused. It was the hardest thing Dr. Brunelli taught me, to be able to unleash my feelings and make others understand. It went against my upbringing, my teaching, my training, and it was something Emmanuel hadn't planned for. You want to be me, Emmanuel? I said. Then here, feel what it's like to be me. All of me. I poured all my emotions into Emmanuel. The pain, the suffering, the doubt and the fear of 1,000 lifetimes. Emmanuel cried out as cracks in his body grew. His body was destabilizing. 
He was unable to maintain control over his own life energy while absorbing my life energy. His body exploded into a tempest of life energy. I could feel the strain on my body as full control returned to me. I knew the only way to save myself and everyone on the space station was to contain it. I concentrated on my love for Clara and for Sarah. I concentrated on my mission to stop extinction. A calm came over me as the swirling tempest calmed. The storm of life energy dissipated and I was returned to the void. This one, not made of darkness or crimson energy, but bright, brilliant white light. I had found my center and gained control over my life energy. I could feel my physical body and I again could hear voices talking. They were Sarah's and Flag's. He's coming out of it, Flag said. His energy is stabilizing. I opened my eyes to see a sight I had seen before. Sarah stood over me crying. I wasn't in the hospital bed, but the capsule next to the one that held Jacob. The glass covering the capsule opened. I reached up and grabbed hold of Sarah, pulling her into me. I could feel the warmth of her life energy and the love she had for me. I knew you would come back to me, David, Sarah said. I, however, was skeptical, Flag said. Your life energy was extremely unstable. I believed you could detonate at any second. Luckily, I placed you in the containment capsule and erected a shield. At least if you exploded, we could redirect your energy back into the main containment unit. Slara slapped Flag across his arm. Seriously, Flag? We just got him back. Sarah helped me from the capsule. I looked around the room and up to the ceiling. The metal panels were still open, but there was no tear in space. I was relieved that they were both safe and able to close the rift. I am glad you are okay, David, Flag said. After the first few years, I believed you would be stuck in a battle with Emmanuel forever. Y years I questioned. How... how long? I could tell from Sarah's expression that it had been a long time. Seven years in total had passed, and during that time, Sarah never left my side. My shock over lost time only lasted a moment. With everything that had happened, I was becoming to hearing such news. I wish... With Emmanuel gone, it was over, I said. But it's not. I told Flag and Sarah everything I had learned from Jacob and Anna and Emmanuel. Flag's interest peaked when I told him about what Emmanuel had said about the space station and its possible purpose. I see, David. It is fascinating what you have learned. I myself have been studying the space station for years now and found that there are entries missing within the data stream. Whoever created this space station has mastery over life energy. That is what this space station is made with as well as what it is powered by. 
It taps directly into the life stream and is siphoning off specific frequencies of life energy into its central containment unit. There is immense power here. But even so, alone it would not be enough to disrupt or cause significant damage to the life stream, at least not by itself. I knew what Emmanuel had known, and I felt what he had felt. From the moment he opened the gateway and found extinction, he knew existence as he knew it was over. He desperately tried to find another answer, including bargaining with death itself. But in the end, his fear caused hopelessness. It was then I realized that my emotions were not just affecting him, but his emotions were affecting me. We both felt doubt, fear, and shame over our inability to save the ones we loved. Even the drive to accept my fate was part of Emmanuel's own dysfunction that drove him to concord a desperate plan to flee from his responsibility and wait for all of existence to end in the arms of his family. Different paths were before me. I had proof that someone, somewhere, was fighting to stop extinction. Anna was that proof. But even with all of Flag's scans on my life energy while I was inside the capsule, the results revealed very little. While I felt the best course of action would be to find the others, I had very little to go on. David, I need to speak to you. I could feel Sarah's relief to have me back, but there was something else. Most of my memories were of Clara. It was her personality that I knew the most. My lives with Sarah were much shorter. She was so much different in how she reviewed life and the trials that came along with it. I wondered out of the many lives I had access to, were any of them actually mine? Emmanuel said I was damaged when he found me. I didn't even know if I would ever be possible to find out who I really was. Sarah and I walked to the other side of the room. Flag paid us no mind. He was more interested in chronicling my story in the computer's log than whatever Sarah had to tell me. Sarah pushed me against the wall. She kissed me for what felt like forever. I was at peace. Finally, she pulled away and that was when I saw it. She had a look similar to Emmanuel's, one of sadness and shame. I allowed Flag to run extensive tests on my life energy to see if there was something within me that could help bring you, pull you back to us. We were able to learn a lot about how our life energy integrates how we are able to hold the life energy of alternate versions of ourselves. We compartmentalize our life energy. Our personalities are based on our most stable counterpart. Flag told me this means that my personality is a combination of my most stable self when I was alive. He speculates this is to allow us to function and not destabilize. So. I was accessing the life energy of those versions of me who were less stable. That mixed with Emmanuel's influence is what kept me from becoming stable. Yes, 
But stable does not always mean good, David. Because Flag only contains the memories of six lives, he was never truly unstable. However, his dominant personality is based on one of the lives where he tormented you and betrayed his country. I understood what she was telling me, and it was a fear I once had when Emmanuel told me that I had over 1,000 lifetimes worth of energy within me. I always tried to keep perspective, to keep focused on honor, duty, and helping others. But there were parts of me that wanted to make people suffer for the pain I had felt. I felt it while at the academy. I felt it when the meteors hit and I was trapped within next to mountain. I felt it when Flag turned me into a living weapon. And I even felt it when Clara pulled me from my life with Sarah. With over 1,000 versions of myself, it was possible some of them went down that path. Worse yet, it was possible there was another version of me out there just as powerful as I am, but evil. I understand. We need to get to the Nexus, Sarah. Sooner or later, Extinction will find a way to enter the live stream, and we need to be ready. If we can find the others that are fighting against him, we might stand a chance. David, I know there is a version of me who is not a good person. I don't know why, but I can't access all of her memories. But I could feel her hatred for life. She had a child with another version of you. Flag told me it matches the life energy signature that was coming from the tear that opened up while we were in Maxim Mountain, the one that attacked us. We were never able to confirm what was attempting to come from the tear in space. We were attacked by life energy constructs and containment suits, but that did not tell us who had sent them. It was now possible that this war we found ourselves in had many fronts. We did not know if there was a Richter out there more powerful than myself, who could either be on our side or a mortal enemy. We did not know who created the space station and why they were collecting the life energy. Was it to break the barrier or something else? We also did not know how many other pieces of extinction were out there that we had to face. And now it was possible that there may be an even greater enemy, one of our own making. You want to come with me into the Nexus, I said to Sarah. I have to come with you. Sarah was always a soldier. Like me, she believed in doing what was right at all costs, completing the mission and protecting the weakest among us. I would have never tried to deny her, but I wanted her to be at peace, and I knew with our journey ahead, peace was a long time away. I fixed and calibrated the containment capsules so they can transport your life energy into the Nexus, Flag began. You need to be aware. I was unable to retrieve much data about what is beyond the Nexus barrier. Once you are in the Nexus, you will need to search for Anna's life energy signature. Hopefully you can find a strong signature 
and a strong signal, which will be the most powerful version, and travel to that dimension. But I warn you, even with what you have told us, there is no guarantee Anna is on our side, or that the most powerful version of her is the person you are looking for. This is about as random as it gets. I helped Sarah into her capsule and held her hand. Even though she was going with me, it felt as if we were saying goodbye. In every lifetime, I can remember we were together, Sarah began. I remember loving you as Clara and as Sarah. Well, do you know which one of you is the real you? I asked. Sarah stared at me for a moment. I could tell my question was one she had thought of herself for a long time. They are all me, David. We know the good we can do, as well as the bad. I'd like to believe, when added together, we are more good than not. But what is important is us right now. We have the power to do good, to help people. Let's focus on that. I kissed her one last time. She was right. It did not matter what our other lives were like. I had a chance to shape my future and help protect everyone else's. I laid down in the capsule. Flag closed both capsules and began the transfer process. I could feel my life energy being pulled away. Flag approached my capsule as everything began to fade. Sometimes an experiment needs to be terminated, David. Maybe life was just a grand experiment by creation. An extinction is an abort code. I guess we'll know soon enough. Flag smiled as those words left his lips. I didn't know why, but they worried me. Fear and doubt returned. It was the last thing I felt. Begin flag log, number 738. It is clear after conducting my scans of the other dimensions, this space station can access only one that is viable. All the others seem to be devoid of life. Extinction continues to spread across the multiverse, and it is far ahead of those who are attempting to stop it. It would be a waste of my time and resources to continue down that path. David and Sarah will pursue their path, and I will pursue mine. I believe I can now connect with my counterparts within the valid dimension. The world I found there mirrors others I remember from my own memories, but my counterparts work with the life energy and the beings he interacted with is the most fascinating. I will observe this world as I believe it may lead me to what is the most important find creation's home realm. In the end, regardless of what we do, it will be that being 
who decides if this grand experiment is allowed to continue. Next week, chapter 22, a new adventure begins. <laughs>